Welcome to Story You Talk Radio. I was just having fun being dramatic there. I'm your host, Coach Debbie, and I'm glad you are spending this hour with me. We come to you live every Thursday, 4 o'clock Pacific Time, 7 o'clock Eastern Time. And then we offer this as an encore show on Fridays. 6 a.m. for your drive into work on Pacific Time Zone, and 9 o'clock in the morning for your first morning break, Eastern Time Zone. We also have the podcast out on all of your favorite podcast platforms. You know what? It's even on Audible, which I'm just completely addicted to, so... You can find us anywhere, Podcast One, it's all one word, Apple Podcasts, Audible, SoundCloud, just keep on looking, you'll find us. And I would love it, love it, if you would subscribe, and oh, would I love it, if you'd write me just a little few sentences as a review. I don't have very many reviews, but I'm finding that The only people that really do get reviews are the ones that ask for it. So I better start asking for them every now and then. Would you write me one? I'd be so happy to have your your happy words about this show. As I said, it is my delight to come to you live every Thursday. I am a writing coach here in Seattle, Washington. I got started in the 90s teaching students, many immigrant students, how to write their essays, got into being a part-time instructor at community college where there was more work with fiction writing, got into publishing, went on to be an associate professor and continued to teach in classroom settings for over 20 years until I went entrepreneurial. And since then, I've opened up the doors to my writing studios where I have writing workshops, and I also offer retreats, one-on-one coaching for first, second, and third-time authors. Are you an author? Are you thinking about being an author? Are you wondering what it would take to be an author? I would love to chat with you about it. But tuning into this show is one great place to get familiar with what it might look like and what you might run into while you are authoring something short, like a speech or something longer like a blog or a podcast, a series of podcasts, something like that, or something even longer, like a full-blown book. I help you with any of that. I'd love to make it clear that I don't write it for you, but what I do is I have this magical power. I didn't really know it was a magical power. I thought we all had it. But I sit across from you, and I listen to you tell me about the story you want to write. It takes me a good 20 minutes, sometimes a little bit more. But I start to see your full-blown book in front of me. Usually, though, after about two to three minutes, I see the core of what you want to get at in your book. So I talk to you about that. It's usually something that you weren't all that aware of. And we go from there. We start to outline the structure of what you're going to write, the time frame that you're going to do it in, the skills that you might be missing that you need. I become your emotional coach as well because writing a book is an emotional journey as well. It doesn't mean that you're going to be living in a rabbit hole. It doesn't mean that at all. But you will have moments where you say, what am I doing? And I'll be right there. That's part of the beauty of having a coach. You're not doing it by yourself. Because let me tell you, that's 
hard. <laughs> I have done plenty of writing all by myself, locked up in my own room, and just listening to the monsters in my brain. That's just not fun. But when you have a coach and when you have a community and when you're dedicated to a certain organization and timeline and you're really working on the spiritual aspect of you taking down the book that wants to be written, not only do you produce a high-quality piece of writing, but you do it in far greater speed than you would probably do if you were just trying to white-knuckle through it all by yourself. At least this has been my experience and the experience of about 99% of the people that I have worked with. I want to say 100%, but just to err on the, on the side of, I don't know what you'd call that, we'll just say 99%. How about 99.5%? Just about all of us need to go through this with someone. So let me know if that's you. The website, didn't I tell you I was only going to work on the website through through summer? Well, guess what? I'm going to keep working on it during September. <laughs> Today is September 1st. It's the first day of September. Wow. But you can still go over there. I got a couple pages live. One of the pages that's live is called Connect, and you can send me a letter straight from that page. So Go to my website. It's coachdebbie.com. And Debbie is D-E-B-B-Y. I say it and people still don't get it. D-E-B-B-Y. www.coachdebbie.com. And click on connect. And you can send me a little letter. That is how I have met so many of my clients It all began with the little letter right there. I'm the only one that reads your mail. I'm the only one that writes back to you. So you can tell me anything you want, and I will never tell another soul. I promise. I have never shared a word of what has come in on those letters. And there's been some pretty juicy, wonderful stuff. But your secret is safe with me. Moving along. What are we going to talk about today? Well, I've been thinking about this really great idea. It was introduced to me by the author Gay Hendricks in his book called, oh, this is when I need Eric to bail me out. I always forget the title of books. Isn't that awful? I forget over and over and over again. And I'm in the business of teaching people to write books, and I forget titles. It's by Gay Hendricks, and I want to say it's called something like The Big Leap. Or, you, you are correct. I am? His 2009 book is called The Big Leap. You're so fast. Oh, yes, that's it, The Big Leap. It's a great book, Eric, really good. Thank you for looking that up for me. The Big Leap, it had a big impression on this girl. What is it about? It's all about hitting your upper limits. And you might be saying, what's that? Well, you've been there. This is when you feel like all is going so well in your life. And all of a sudden, you like bash your head on this ceiling that you didn't see. You didn't see the ceiling at all. Partially, the reason you didn't see the ceiling is because you kind of made it up in your head. But we'll get on to that later. You're going along in life. You're doing well in your life. You've got plenty of love and abundance and success and status. And boom, you hit your head and down you come. And we call this bumping into your upper limits. It's basically this belief of things can't get better And your unconscious mind goes shopping for disaster. Has this ever happened to you? It probably has. Oh, let me tell you, it has happened to Coach Debbie. (laughs) 
<laughs> it has happened to her clients. It has happened to her students. It's happened to Coach Debbie's employers. It's happened to my dear friends. It happens. Yes, it happens. It's natural for this to happen. When you can accept that, then you can start to deal with it. It makes it better because then you're not one sitting there going, I've never gone through that. I've never had something really good in my life go on and then bam, something really harsh follows. I've never had that happen. Why don't you take a little review of your life and, you know, write to me about the top 10 times it has happened. It's like this natural phenomena. And then Gay Hendricks sat down and explained it all to us in his book, The Big Leap. It really, really made an impression on me. I, I ran through that book at lightning speed probably, mm, I don't know, maybe three years ago. And then I picked it up really recently when I was on the, the um, getting my butt kicked side of a fight <laughs> where I didn't see it coming. Uh, I was I was across from someone I I dearly love. I've known her for years and years and years, and I made a suggestion that she didn't like. It was a suggestion that would have taken her and me into new territory and happiness and coolness. And she let me know right there, right then, no. I am not going to do this new idea with you. I am going to stay small and safe in my little life. And like I said, I uh, I took a whooping for even bringing it up. And um, you know, she's still she's still kind of hot and fiery over there. I'm I'm waiting for her to get over it. But for right now, while I've been sitting over here, just you know, putting bandages on me and talking to my friends and trying to trying to feel better, all of a sudden I thought, oh, I bet there'd be something for me if I picked up that book, again, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks, and read about the upper limits. And this is what I was reminded of. We're going to talk about this all throughout the show here, but I'm just going to refer to this book throughout because it helps me when I I am about to have a tantrum or when I'm down on the ground getting getting really, really kicked up and, and feeling like, wow, how did I end up down here? I was doing so well. <laughs> what happened? Well, this is what happens. Sometimes things are going well. Let's Let's just take you. Maybe right now you are working on your book. Or you have just signed a contract with your latest radio show. Or you have just signed a contract with TEDx. And all of a sudden it feels like, wow, things are going great. Maybe you are in a situation where your writing has led to a great job. Or your writing has led to a wonderful, wonderful raise. Wow, how could things get any better? Danger, danger, don't ask that question. How could things get any better? Just invite in that things are great because this is what happens. The brain goes, oh, right. How could things get any better? Am I supposed to know how things could get any better? Your brain starts to flip out. It goes, I, I I don't know. I don't know if things can get any better. Was that a question for me, the brain? What you really meant to do was to just say to your heart, I am enjoying all of this joy and abundance. I am loving this moment. This is a great moment. I feel at peace and happy. But no, 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 no. You you met you missed it. You sent the question on up to your brain and you said accidentally, of course, how could this get any better? And your poor little brain said, 
I don't know. And I think I'm supposed to manage that. And so this is what happens. Now, this part you're not going to get out of Gay Hendricks' books, but I know enough about the subconscious to take over here, okay? This is what happens. Your subconscious mind says, since I don't have a program for that, I'm going to have to knock you back down into the small little space that you know best. And boom, you hit your head on the ceiling and boom, you go down fast. That raise that you just got is followed by bills galore and money just starts flowing out the window. Or that book deal you just got comes with an editor from, mm, we don't want to say, and you're just, you're just feeling kicked in everywhere. Or maybe that TED Talk that you just signed on the bottom line, you're finding out that you got to memorize this 20-minute talk. I just made that up. But whatever, whatever it is, it's scary news. Maybe this has been true for three, one, two, three of my clients Maybe your ex-wife shows up out of nowhere and throws down a huge demand and you think, oh, no, I thought her and I had a deal that we don't talk anymore. She reared her little head and she wants something. This is what we call the upper limit. And what happens is that your subconscious mind says, oh, no, 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 before you go off into the sunset, before you publish your beautiful book before you stand on that TED Talk stage, before you do something you've waited your whole life to do, we're going to smack you down a few years. We're going to keep you small because we don't have the answer for your question. How could it get any better? That's where you're at. So my friends, hang out with that idea for a minute. We have to take our first break here, but I promise you, I won't leave you hanging. I'll take you through this. We'll be right back. Stay tuned. Hi, this is Marilyn Milano. If you love animals, then please check out my new show, Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays from 9 to 9.30 a.m. right here on Alternative Talk 1150. I'll be talking with rescue groups, animal advocates, and other organizations that help animals, sharing their stories, and giving our listeners some tangible ways in which they can help make a difference. That's Love Has Many Faces, Tuesdays at 9 a.m., right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Raising awareness, touching hearts, and saving animals' lives. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. I'm your hostess, Coach Debbie, and I am delighted to spend this time with you. If you are a writer, a blogger, a podcaster, if you're even just thinking about writing out the next chapter of what you're feeling like doing with your life, I would love to help you out with that process. I offer retreats, one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and we offer this free radio show every single week on Thursdays and the Encore show on Fridays. So please feel free to reach out to me at CoachDebbie.com, and that is spelled D-E-B-B-Y, CoachDebbie.com. Just click on Connect And let me know how I might be able to serve you. I bring you a different topic every week. And sometimes I do like a little series of topics. If you did not catch the recent shows in, was that July? I think it was July. We did a short series of shows on editing And I really want to encourage you to go back and take a listen to those. That that was really inspiring to me to find out what your questions were 
about editing, I always want to encourage you to send in your questions because it really helps me come up with the topics that are going to serve you best. Now, today's topic, again, was inspired by a listener and two of my private clients. And here we're talking about the upper limits. This notion of, some people even call it the, um, the glass ceiling. It's where we, we are going strong and well in life, and we just bash our head into some top level where we thought we were just going to keep moving along, and all of a sudden, there's this thing in our brain that says, this is as far as it's going to go for now. And it's almost like all the good stuff starts to go in reverse. So if you just published a book, all of a sudden your baby and your husband and your mother-in-law are sickly and you can't go on your book tour. Or maybe you just received a nice royalty check and you got sued. Or things like that. And, And you're just surprised out of your mind that one great thing happens only to be followed by this knock off your block. How could it be? Well, what I notice is that it happens because we're often asking wrong questions, and it's going straight into our subconscious mind that can't deal with it And so it does the only thing it knows how to do. Our subconscious keeps us safe. And you might think, but but it's not safe to get sued. Well, here's the irony. If you're used to putting out fires in your life all day long, yeah, it is. To your subconscious, that's the level you live at. So if, if the default setting is... I have to be busy, troubled, (laughs) spent, tired, exhausted to feel good. Your, Your subconscious mind will continue to feed you that. Ask Coach Debbie how she knows. Oh, well, she would like to tell you. Once upon a time, I worked in a job where it began. In fact, it was even in the job description, part time. It was a part-time job. So in the beginning, I was putting in about 25 hours a week. Fast forward to not too far later, and I was putting in 60 to 70 hours a week. The job description hadn't changed. What had changed? Things were pretty good for Debbie. Mm -hmm. I was enjoying it. I was really getting a lot out of it. I wasn't quite making the salary I needed. And when I started to think, wow, I don't know if things could get much better than this. Maybe I'll start to look for more income, but maybe I won't. But what'll happen if I don't? Down a rabbit hole I went. What'll happen if I don't? Things are going really well, but what'll happen if I don't? What'll happen if I don't? And it got really bad, really fast. Because all of a sudden, I thought I had to take on a lot more work. So even though that job didn't change, I created all kinds of change to mess up my part-time employment and my peace. I did it all by myself. How? Because I bumped my head on that upper limit. I bumped it real hard. I bumped myself into a new reality. It's not what I wanted, but it's what my subconscious knew to do. So let's talk about this a little bit. How do you know one is on the way? Hmm? Can you you cut it off at the pass? Can you see it before it rears its ugly head? Sometimes. Not always. Sometimes. Here's three ways that you might get Get privy to no one. You're just about to hit your head real hard. One is there's someone close to you 
and you're tempted to pick a really ugly fight. <laughs> this this means things are going to go down really fast if you follow that road. You feel the temptation. It's almost overwhelming to you to just let them have it, to just kick them where it hurts. That, that usually means, hate to tell you this, because you're probably thinking it's all about them. Yeah. This, this is a warning sign that you are coming up. You are so close to bashing your head on an upper limit. Yeah. You're going to pick a fight with someone. You're going to take everything down. What's another one? Things are going really well with something, but you're thinking you want to quit. You're thinking, wow, I wrote five chapters in five weeks. I never did that before. Things can't get any better. How could things get any better? Uh Uh-oh. I don't know how things could get any better. Do I need things to get better? Maybe for chapter six, things should be getting better. Uh Uh-oh. 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 And your brain. Your brain says, we don't know how to make things better. So you better quit now. Those five chapters you did in five weeks, that's the best your life's ever going to be. You need to give up, Coach Debbie. You need to give up writing. You need to tear up that contract. Get out of there. Run, girl, run. That's what your brain says. But it's a lie. It's what we call an upper limit. You are just banging your head on this imaginary ceiling because you ask the question, how could things get any better? And your brain didn't know. So what did it do? It handed you something you've done before, like quitting. Mm-hmm. I got a third one. This one's sneaky. It's real sneaky. This is the tight lip model. This is when you're proposed with, ah, how could things get any better? And you come up just for a second, just just this tiny little glimpse of an idea of how it could either stay so good or even jump to the next level and you bite as hard as you can on your tongue. You don't let that thought out. You come over this, this, this feeling, I would say, comes over you that if you say it out loud or if you even give it one more minute of your attention, it'll all get out of your control. It'll be too much. It'll be too big. No, 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 no. Where we're at's good enough. But good enough sends this message to your brain that says, put the brakes on now. And all that you've been working toward, all that beautiful momentum stops. And you're just sort of hanging out now. You're not in that good, peaceful, wonderful vibe You bit as hard as you could on your tongue, and like, there's no words anymore. There's no words coming from your heart and onto the page. There's no words for your speech. You're you're all dried up. You're all tired out. You're done. It's almost like you're staring out at opportunity, and you got nothing to say to her. You can't figure out why. You've reached the upper limits. Here's the good news, my friend. Here's the really good news. There are ways to move away from the upper limits. Now, I just want to point out before we go too much further. In the last segment of our show, I'm going to talk a lot about visioning. But for right now, I just want to give you three basic tips that are going to help you out if you're if you're feeling like the static of the ceiling rubbing up against the top of your head and you're almost feeling that static electricity where it grabs a hold of your hair 
and pulls you close. If you're feeling that in some area of your life, listen up, because I've got three little tips for you here. But in the last segment of my show, I'm, I'm actually going to bring you into reversing upper limits. These are just tips if you're nervous, but the last segment, we're going to really go for it here. Okay. All right. So listen up. If you're hitting upper limits, you're usually in a position where your status, your income, your career, your love life, your success is turned on high. You're pretty excited about it. Maybe even your health. You're pretty excited about it, but you're just about to ask the wrong question, which is, how could it get any better? So here's just three things I thought of for you. If you're just about to bump your head on the ceiling, I want you to think about this. What would it feel like right now in this peaceful stage, this happy success stage, what would it feel like right now if you were completely undefended about all that you've learned so far? For example, your book is going well. You wrote five chapters in five weeks. This thing is going well. Why is it going well? Because you've been studying. You've been putting in the time. You have been figuring out what the best tactics are for you. And someone gets in your face and says, really? You did five chapters in five weeks? Man, I don't see how it could get any better than that. (gasps) It's almost like they fed you the question. All right? Before you start chewing on that question, chew on this. You can be completely undefended about all you've learned. And instead, you could respond with something like, you know what? I've been in a coaching program that has really been supporting me in a whole new way, completely undefended. Not, oh, I had to do something like get a coach, get help because I was just stuck. No, don't say that. Say, I have been on this trajectory the last five weeks. In fact, maybe even longer because I've been in a program that's really helping me out. Be undefended and proud. Next, when you're thinking like you're going to bump your head on a ceiling, try this one. Try number two. Let yourself have just some little joys without having any inclination to hide or to put away your next dream for like the next two years or so. Just let yourself have some little joys right now. Last week I did this. I I did some writing last week that I was pretty darn happy about. And I hadn't yet told anyone and I hadn't started bragging and blogging and sending out to the world that I felt great. I hadn't done any of that yet. I was just kind of doing a little tap dance in my writing studio. I was feeling all excited. And I thought, now what could I do to extend this? And I almost, I almost felt an upper limit coming because I heard this voice going, oh, you got a bunch coming up next week. You probably want to stay home. I didn't feel like staying home. I wanted to go out and celebrate. So right there, right there where I caught myself almost slamming the hamper down on my joy, I went, oh, I'm going out tonight, taking myself out tonight. There's this neighborhood restaurant that I love, serves Lebanese food. If you are a West Seattle resident, I highly recommend the Phoenicia. I go there when I want to do my happy dance. And I took myself there. And I had myself just a wonderful time. Talked to the daughters of the late owner of the restaurant. Talked to Jeffrey, the server and bartender. I just had a wonderful meal, a wonderful time. I jumped into a small joy. Why? Because I was starting to feel the hamper 
of my celebration coming down on me, and I wasn't going to have it. Here is my third tip. Remember, these are just small tips. We're getting in the big ones after the break. But it is make clear and kind transitions between something wonderful and your real life. So, for example, maybe you've been away on a writing retreat and you are so proud. You are so proud of what you did there. Make a nice, easy transition from that retreat back to your hectic work life or back to your hectic home life. Do something kind for you. Have appropriate boundaries in place for you because you're just about to walk into a whole nother world. You don't want them trampling on all your success. You don't want that taking away all that good, wonderful feeling that you have conjured because of that retreat, because of that writing, because of your energy. Make nice, kind, thoughtful transitions back to your life, back to your job, back to those things, those tasks that you got to do. All right? Those are just three easy little tips. When we come back after this next break, I'm going to show you how you can not only apply these tips, but how you can eradicate the upper limit. Stay with me. Be right back. Every person with a disability deserves equity in education, employment, and their community. Sherwood Community Services takes pride in serving all people with disabilities and their families since 1957, including in rural areas and non-native English-speaking communities. Sherwood provides service in Snohomish, Skagit, and Island Counties. Sherwood is open for referrals for telehealth and virtual support for children and adults with disabilities. To find out more, visit SherwoodCS.org. Sherwood, believing in abilities. Want to hear something different from talk radio? Keep your dial on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to Story You Talk Radio. Today, I'm talking to you about bashing your head on those upper limits or not. You can prevent that from happening. Anytime you are really, really in your creative space, there's a temptation to ask yourself how this day could get any better or how might I do an even more improved job than what I'm doing now. It's almost as if we frame the question in such a way that we scare our subconscious into playing really small, really fast. We were, we were in a place of success, and then all of a sudden, we ask the wrong question. And our subconscious, you know, its job is to make sure we survive in a safe way. It, it doesn't care about thriving. It doesn't care about expansion. The subconscious mind has one big job to keep you safe, to make sure you don't run out of food, water, shelter, and those very, 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 very basic things you need. Designer clothes, the subconscious mind doesn't know what that is and will never care. Your book being published, that's an enigma completely to the subconscious mind. The idea that you would expand into a promotion into a better career, the idea that you would buy a dream home, what's that? The subconscious mind has no sense of that. The notion that you would like a water view, what is that? The subconscious mind, no. Food, water, shelter, maybe shoes, but if you got tough feet, you'll make it. That's how the subconscious mind thinks. So you got to be careful what you ask. 
because if it makes its way into your thinking, you are going to stay safe and small. So let's, let's first tap into this question that just came in from Nancy, who says, oops, there goes my screen. Hang on. Oops, there goes my screen. Okay, there it is. Sorry. Nancy says, hi, Debbie. As you know, my son is in town this week. I am just about to submit my manuscript, and I am feeling like he is sabotaging me. Okay, so just note what she said. I feel like he is sabotaging me. Lately, we've been getting into just these quibbles right before I set the table and put out the meal. I don't want to do this with him. Our time is limited to just five days. Three down, two to go. I need to be focused on my manuscript, and I want to have a lovely time with him. But he continuously bites at my ankles about small ridiculous things. Is this in line with the upper limits you're talking about? Because I'm just about ready to give him my best left hook. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, this is right on board. So, Nancy, go with me here because what you said is that he's doing this to you. And, And maybe that's so. But what what if we just entertained for a moment that our sneaky, sneaky, sneaky subconscious mind will interpret things as attacks because if we can engage in, like I said, old survival ways, we won't do what we're supposed to do. We won't do, in your case, submit that manuscript. And I can hear that you are excited to have the last two days of his visit be easy. I I can hear that in what you're saying here. But what I can also hear is that since this seems to have come out of nowhere and the delivery system is your son, someone that I I'm sure you have a ton of history with, it's plausible that your subconscious mind is in on this. Your subconscious mind has stirred up situation where you are challenged to stay in all that is right and good and wonderful with this manuscript and with his visitation. It's like you have to straddle the two. In one world, the world of manuscript, you are excited and joyous to send out your work. In the other world, the world of entertaining your son, you are excited to have a good time with him. However, you have a lot of history with him. And history is one of those great subconscious blockers. It just, it pulls us back into things we've done over and over again. So maybe you and your son have a little bickering in your history. Maybe you and your son are, maybe he's someone that typically does challenge you. Maybe he's someone that typically sends you out of that place where you're feeling elated about your learnings, about your progress. Regardless, what's important to notice, Nancy, is that while he is the actor in your play right now, you have an agenda, and that is to send out your manuscript and have a good relationship with him. So you might have to do something like say, hey, these these little bickering things you're bringing up are not welcome at my dinner table. I hate to tell you that, but I'm just not on board for it. 
he might try to take you down, but you have set that particular boundary. Or you might have to say, hey, I actually want to tell you about something I'm really excited about, and I know you will be excited for me. Set it up that he, too, can join in on the excitement. Doesn't mean it's going to work. I have plenty of family members who won't go with me, but the power is that you stop biting your tongue about the thing you're so happy about. You get to say it out loud. You find yourself back in your power. Nancy, I hope that serves you. I just saw that you sent that in while we were on our last break, and I would be happy to continue that conversation with you after the show. Meanwhile, here is something that is going to help all of you as you're thinking about the upper limits and what might really serve you going forward. And I thought about this while I was recently getting my eyes checked. I was in the eye doctor's office and I just had this, um, I don't know, I just had this moment where I knew if we fitted me once again in soft contact lenses, uh, we would just be flying down the same road. We always fly down. And, and most of you know that I am legally blind and I am joyous and elated that there are soft contact lenses that allow me to leave the home at the same time. That's that's not what I'm never going to see 2020 is what I'm trying to say. I am happy for what I have, but my contact lenses, they do. They allow me to leave the home and they allow me to use my skills to navigate the world. So I said to my eye doctor, I really, really, really am just curious. Is there any other technology we could explore today? You know, could we go back in time to glasses? I'm happy to do that. Is there anything else? And he was on it. He brought out these hard as nails, contact lenses. They they are huge. They're these thick, just flying discs that somehow you get in your eyeball. And they give you much better resolution than what you can see with a soft lens. Well, I was on board. I was right on board. I thought, I'm trying this. I've worn hard lenses before. These things look terrifying, but let's give it a go. Let's see. Well, about 45 minutes later and a lot of tears later, I had these things in my eyes. And you know what? I could see a lot more. Again, nowhere near 2020, but again, far from being a cave woman stuck in my own apartment. I was noticing as he took me to the window of his office that when we looked at the tree right outside his office, instead of it having like these big, like almost what looked to me like a green mitt, there it was actually pine needles. I couldn't believe it. I had never seen these pine needles before. And I, I just want to stress, my nose was practically on the window of his office, but I was seeing differently. Instead of looking at the big E on the chart and knowing that there's a little fuzz around it and maybe seeing one later letter below it, I was now able to see the big E, and it looked pretty clear to me. I was able to see the two letters below it, and I would start to be able to guess what was even below that. I was a good nine lines away from 2020 vision, but you got to understand, this is big movement in my world. And so I said, what is it going to take for me to have this vision all the time? And he said, <laughs> Well, you're going to have to wear contact lenses like these. They're very thick. They're very big. They're very expensive. They're very, 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 very. And all of a sudden, I was just 
kind of hearing the upper limit of my experience. I'm just going to tell you quickly, getting used to these contact lenses has not been a picnic. I have a long way to go, but I am going to go the distance because I want that vision. I want the vision I saw in that. So I'm going to tell you right now how you make InstaVision happen. Just like me, it took us, you know, 45 minutes to get me in the right contact lens to give me a lot more vision, a lot more according to me, maybe not according to someone else, but according to me, a lot more. And whenever I want something like this in my world, and I have the wherewithal to think of it, I do vision boarding. I do it with my coach. I set it around theme. I really set in motion something particular that just seems big. It answers the question, how could anything get better? It answers it right away because in images and words on one poster board, I have the answer for it. It looks too good to be true. But I'll tell you this. When I did one with a vision of holding a retreat in Hawaii, I had a ticket to Hawaii in my hands five weeks later. And it was even better than the one I envisioned. It's with my coach. It's teaching alongside him. I get to stay in a penthouse suite. And it's for a bottom rung bunk rate. All right? Good things have come from that vision board. My friends, a beautiful couple that have been in my my recent 40-day boot camp, they manifested their harbor new wonderful location. They were thinking of a little upgrade. They got themselves a heck of an upgrade. Another client, she took herself on a vision quest. Why? She was having a lot of grief in her life. Now, She is in her brand new career, and it is a very creative photographic career that gives her joy. And I have more stories to share with you, but this is what I want you to take away. All of these happened at that moment where the limiting belief, the upper limit, was smacking us in the head. You don't have to live with that. And if you want to learn more, please come back for more on Thursdays. This is Story You Talk Radio. I'm your hostess, Coach Debbie. And until next week, namaste. Namaste.